This is Together 24-7, episode 62. So before we start the episode, Catherine, I wanted to talk to our listeners about what we do that we're together 24-7. People ask us all the time, how are you together 24-7? What do you do? What do we do that doesn't cause me to kill you? And me to kill you. Uh, Not so much that. But seriously, folks, we coach and we help people who want to, couples who want to be together 24-7, who want to create a business with each other because we've been doing it successfully since 2003. And we... We work with you to create a plan. And to come up with rules in your business. To have a division of labor to figure out who does what and where your strengths and weaknesses are. And really important, we teach you how to not to push each other's buttons. So if you'd like to utilize our services, if you're thinking about going into business with your spouse or significant other, if you're exploring what businesses to do, or if you're in business with each other and you need to get to that next level and some personal stuff is getting in the way, let's sit down with you. We do a free consultation and then we can figure out whether or not our services are right for you. So Go to the website or give us a call at 602-399-7430. Welcome to Together 24-7, the show that talks to entrepreneurial couples about their business lives, their personal lives, and how to balance both without driving each other crazy. Here's your hosts, Barry and Catherine Cohen, showing how you can be business partners with your sweetheart and sweethearts with your business partner. Barry and Catherine have been married since 1996, in business together since 2003, and have survived to talk about it. Welcome to Together 24-7. I'm your co-host, Barry Cohen. I'm your co-host, Catherine Cohen. Hi, Kat. Hi, Barry. What's new? Nothing. I fed the chickens this morning. I'm so proud of you. They always have food, but they like it when I bring stuff out to them. But the little guys haven't given us an egg yet. It, It takes a while. I'm ready for an egg. Takes a We're while. almost out. We got like two eggs left in the fridge. It'll take longer than that. And and I fed the cats this morning, so that's good. No, I fed the cats this morning. No, I had to feed them their wet food that you won't touch. Oh no, that stuff's disgusting. Yeah. And there's a dead goldfish for you in the aquaponics. Have we gone over all the farming this morning? <laughs> Born and raised in New York, folks. Born and raised in New York. No, not just New York, New York City. <laughs> New York City. Cat, tell us who our guests are today. Oh, we have guests? I thought it was just us. No, no, it's guests today. (laughs) Today we have Josh and Jenny Solar. Uh, Josh and Jenny are part of uh, or are the founders of Hello Happiness Card Company. They are a greeting card, paper goods, and encouragement business. They've got three kids. They're they're, uh, married almost 13 years together, 19 years, but they couldn't get married in high school science class. So that's hence the gap in there. Okay. Hence the gap. So, uh, so uh, they're out of Kansas City, Missouri. Hello, Happiness Card Co. Josh is the professional encourager and the chief love spreader at Hello Happiness. Ooh. He likes to seek joy. He's a big dream doer. So we're big dreamers, but he actually does the. Dreams. I want to know who Joy is, and why <laughs> is he seeking her? Why is he seeking Joy? I don't know. I'll look her up on Google. Um, family adventure. We're really punchy this morning. Uh, gratitude practice and mindfulness ke- is what keeps him sane. He has a master's in entrepreneurship from the University of Missouri, Kansas, or Missouri, as, uh, as one of our friends from there keeps correcting me, in Kansas City. Um, he, he's always known that he didn't want to work for somebody else. That's, uh, that, that's been, except for his wife. But now, do you work for Jenny or do you work with Jenny? Um, Jenny is my boss. Jenny is your boss. I understand that. 100%. (laughs) I understand. It it works so much better when we put it that way. 
Okay, and we'll find out more about that. Um, you you guys are both photographers. You started out as photographers. You're still photographers. And uh, that became the family blog, the Happy Family Movement. Rip. Rip. Yeah, so I guess you no longer blog? Yeah, we shut the blog down about a year and a half ago just because um, we had too many projects going and we never quite found a way to actually monetize that. So it kind of got shut down when we were trying to move on and find ways to actually feed our family. (laughs) Always helpful. Always helpful. And Jenny, you're the wife, mom, and photographer. You are an adventure seeker. You love to travel. Uh, You always say yes to adventure and uh, always working on things that fill up your bucket. You have a master's in accounting from the University of Missouri, Kansas City. Um, Basically the opposite of Josh. Is it really? Because his is entrepreneurship. Doesn't he need to know a little bit about accounting and all those other things, taxation to be an entrepreneur? Um, I handle all of that because he's not really a numbers guy. He's definitely the creative side of our team, and and I am the business side. You are the structure. You like to-do lists and structure. Um, You guys have done everything together since you met 19 years ago, started going out in high school, started solar photographers with him. So you guys have been in business together before. You've got three children, a boy and two girls. Do they get involved in the business? Um, We do actually use them to help package cards, um, pay them a little bit of money to help package cards. And our youngest daughter, Leah, she really likes to design cards. So recently she drew um, a little guy with a horse and it said, you are loved. And I scanned it and had it, she watercolored it too. And I had it printed as a card. She's going to sell them to make millions of dollars, she says. Good for her. (laughs) Way to go, Leah. I think that's pretty cool. So she's already... She's already the family entrepreneur, and that is, and and is she a separate little business uh, from you guys? Is it? Does she have her own little LLC and her own uh, accountant on file and and her own lawyer on retainer? Yet? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Um, I went ahead and tossed our logo on the back of her cards, but um, both of our daughters actually. So our other daughter Ava, when we do craft shows. She likes to come to the craft shows and set up a little chair, and she makes balloon animals and sells them for a dollar each. Um, so they kind of just piggyback on whatever we're doing right now. Okay, so everybody in the family helps. I, I, wait, not everybody. I have not heard anything about Max. Well, so Max is homeschooled this year, um, and our girls still go to public school, so he's actually home with us every day. Um, and we do try to have him help a little bit, but he's not super interested because he is 11 and obsessed with Minecraft. Um, so he would much rather do, you know, play video games. Play video games. All right. All right. Yeah. But we're hopeful that uh, he's going to come around one of these days. E- eventually. Eventually. Yes. So I will say sometimes he does package up cards for us when we get them in in exchange for screen time. Nice. That's a that's a good bartering system. That is a definitely very good bartering system there for you. I would go for the cash. <laughs> he, the, he would he would rather have screen time than cash. Yeah. Screen time is very important to an eleven year old. <laughs> At least it's screen time. Another couple of years it's gonna be date time or the keys to the car, so Seriously. Yeah, be happy that it's screen time. <laughs> 
So tell us a little bit about why you started this business together, going from the photography business, so you have been entrepreneurs in the past, together, going from the photography business into doing the blog, into writing the cards and creating these beautiful cards that have been on your website. Tell us how that evolved. Well, it started uh, a few years ago, and I was kind of battling a like a depression. And I stumbled on this video of this girl who basically um, would write letters of encouragement to people that she randomly saw, like if she was sitting at a coffee shop or somewhere like that. She would write a letter and then just leave it um, and started leaving them around town. And so one of the things that I started doing, and I have no clue why, but I was like, I can write, I can write letters. And so I started doing it and I found that it was very therapeutic for me. Um, and then we decided to start the greeting card company because a lot of the messages that I wanted to convey to people that would find these letters were not easily found on greeting cards that were already made. So I started making my own. And also, um, we've had a lot of businesses over the last 10 years, really over the last probably three or four years, we've opened and closed a lot of different businesses. And one thing that we have discovered um, in hindsight is that we work really well together but when one of us tries to do a business on our own, it doesn't really do so well. So we decided that um, for the greeting card company that we were going to do it together. And funny enough, probably, I don't know, four years ago, have you ever heard of Kiwi Crate? No, I've not. It's like a monthly subscription and it's little crafty fun things for kids and it comes every month in the mail. And that was like the very first uh monthly subscription thing that we ever signed up for and our kids were obsessed with it and I remember looking at Josh one day and saying someday I don't know what it's going to be but we're going to have a subscription company because they're so trendy right now and you get paid every single month and it's just a brilliant business model someday we're going to do this and so and someday came someday came so we started talking about um you know, Josh started creating cards and sharing them on Instagram, and then people started commenting saying they wanted to buy them. So we had a conversation, you know, that kind of went, are we really going to start a greeting card company? And funny enough, we were at our kids' um, awards assembly at school, and I turned to Josh before it started, and I said, oh my gosh, we have to make this a, a subscription. Like, you're going to make five new cards every month. It's going um, to be great and fantastic and wonderful. And he looked at me, and he's like, I'm not doing that. That's way too much pressure. I can't design five <laughs> new cards every month. I cannot do it. Um, so all throughout the awards assembly, we had a whispered argument that went back and forth to where I said, no, you're going to do this. Quit quit trying, you know, to just make excuses. You're being ridiculous. And he would say, no, you're trying to pressure me. I can't make that much new art every month. That's good. And, um, well, I eventually won the argument and now we have a monthly card subscription company <laughs> and he actually makes eight to 10 new cards every single month. Wow. And, um, are those, so I, I looked up some of your subscriptions. So eight to 10 new cards, you do five is the subscription and then some just in case, uh, just in case he's having an off month, in case Josh is uh, not feeling it? <laughs> well, we have two different subscription options. So one is the You Are Loved pack, and that's five different encouragement cards. Um, and the other one is the greeting card pack, and that has 
two encouragement cards, so we overlap there. And then it has a birthday, a thank you, and then another random everyday card like happy wedding day or congratulations or a sympathy card. So he's making at least eight new cards every month for the subscriptions. And then he also has a line called our secret menu, which is um, inappropriate adult humor cards. My favorite. And then, <laughs> and then he also makes custom cards um, for entrepreneurs or business owners. Wow, that is that is a lot of cards, Josh. I can see why you yeah. were arguing with her. I'm just saying, not that I'm well, siding with you, but I'm siding with you a little bit there. <laughs> I was right because he can totally make ten, at least ten cards a month, and they're all really great. So I would just like to point out that I was actually right. You were right. You were. <laughs> we we women usually are. She um, is. Yeah. I will say, oddly enough, the hardest ones for me to make every month are the birthday and thank you cards. I struggle so much with those, and I don't know why. That's See, so... now I would think the sympathy cards would be the hardest ones. Yeah. Those are difficult, but we probably only have maybe three sympathy cards a year. So at least he doesn't have to make those every single month. That's yeah, true. The, the easiest ones are my secret menu cards, by the way. So Of course. <laughs> The dirty those, adult cards. I can't figure out why those are the easiest. Yeah, no shortage of inappropriateness around here. <laughs> Very cool. So what was the moment that you realized you could do this without ruining your relationship? And and Jenny, you had said you guys have had other businesses together too. Working separate businesses doesn't work for you. Working businesses together absolutely works for you. But when did you decide? Was it the argument at the school assembly or was it in high school that you that you came up with the idea that you guys should really work together? So um, it was actually shortly after we were married, um, actually maybe a couple of years after we were married, our oldest son, Max, who's 11 now, he was nine months old and we were both, um, even though we had degrees, we were both working at really stupid jobs. Um, Josh worked at Best Buy, and I was working at a bank as a teller, making nine seventy five an hour. Um, and I decided I got my annual review, and it was really stupid, and I was super offended about it. And I came home and I said, "That's it, I'm quitting and going back to school to get a master's degree." And so, like in the period of two weeks, I took the GMAT, passed it, enrolled quit my job and all of that. And then we kind of had that moment where you realize like, oh, we have a mortgage and a car payment and a baby. And now we have one income instead of two. And, <laughs> Oops. Oops. Right. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of in that moment, which photography had always been a hobby for Josh. Um, and he had played around a little bit here and there um, making money, but, you know, a $50 portrait session kind of a thing. And we had shot maybe two or three weddings for friends just because they asked us to. We were horrible. I mean, I don't want to pretend like we were good photographers, but we were good enough that our friends who didn't have a large budget, you know, asked us to do their weddings. And so we looked at each other and said, you know, we could just shoot weddings for the next year while I'm getting my master's degree. And then um, that would help us pay the bills for the next year. So uh, we got a website and we started advertising on the not.com. And before we knew it, I think we booked 35 weddings for our first year. And it was really a whirlwind and very crazy and insane. Um, and we were not good photographers, but I think we were so young and we really easily connected with our clients and people just loved us. And it, that's kind of just how it all started in the photography business. Um, 
you know, our plan was, oh, we're just going to do this for a year. Uh, and we did it for a year and then I graduated and I got a job doing taxes and it only took about two years, three years. And we realized, oh, we can't do all of these things. We're just going to do photography. And it was about three years that both of us quit our full-time jobs just to do photography, but we never intended to do that. It just kind of happened that way. Well, you know what caught my ear, and I don't know why this caught my ear, but you went back to school for a year and got your master's. Yes. How big of a course load did you have? Um, I was going to school full-time, so I think I had to take 36 hours to get my master's degree. So I did 15 hours in the fall, 15 hours in the winter, and then I did six hours over the summer um, with a child at home, my husband working full-time. And we shot 35 weddings that year, and I was also pregnant with our second child. Josh, you it picked was, a good one. Oh, totally. I know. I tell her that every day. I'm a bit <laughs> of an overachiever. I got my undergrad in two and a half years. Yeah. And, and what did Josh do for the other year and a half? Because you went to school together, right? We did, but he was a year ahead of me. Yeah. Okay. So he actually got his master's and his undergrad in a total of four years. So I graduated six months before he did and planned our wedding. And then we got married the week after he graduated with his master's. You guys are amazing. The kids, <laughs> the business, the master's, the other degrees. I have trouble getting out of bed in the morning. Yeah, but we're old, honey. They're young. Oh, they right, sound very right. young. Yeah, forgot about that. We, we actually, so one of the things that I think has worked well for us in life, and it's just in general, not only in business, but in, in all aspects of our life, is that we kind of talk about what do we want to do or what sounds fun, and then we just try and do it. Um, and so some stuff that leads us to not working out, right? But again, like our focus is on fun and we laugh a lot. And when we decide that we want to go after something, we do work really, really, really hard towards it. So there you go. That's it. That's the key. And who does what in, in the card business? Um, do you guys still do the photography at all? Do you still shoot weddings or – we do. We just don't put a lot of effort into marketing it at all. Um, but we still accept weddings when they come our way. So I think we have four weddings booked for this year. We did five or six last year. And we still shoot some family portraits and we do a little bit of commercial work. But overall, in the last year, our big shift has been to try to focus as much as we can on growing the card company. Because obviously when you're selling $4 greeting cards, you have to have a lot more sales to be able to absolutely you know, actually support your family. Small but multiple. Small but multiple. Right. So now, who does what? How is that decided? And, you know, how do you check in on each other? Um, so I pretty much do all of the art and, like, the creative type stuff and a lot of the social media. Um, and then Jenny handles, like, emailing, bookkeeping, stuff like that. Yeah, and also we um, we need to get back to this. We used to uh, have a monthly meeting where we would sit down and make plans for the coming month in terms of like what are our sales goals, what are we going to do for marketing um, and things like that. And then we would come up with a to-do list and we would basically dole it out. He would say, I'm going to do this and I would say, I'm going to do that. And we would add it to our to-do lists. And a lot of our things are so dependent on, you know, like maybe he's going to run a 
an email marketing campaign, but he needs me to make the graphics for it, and then he's going to write the content and schedule it. Um, so, so much of what we do is very interweaved. Um, so we both really have to be on top of getting things done. Otherwise, you know, it just stops. It doesn't move forward. So you check on, you check in on each other frequently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're pretty much working back to back. So like my computer or is opposite of hers. Um, and so we're kind of near each other all the time, even when we're not working. <laughs> we, we tried to do that once. We, we used the same office and we're on the phone a lot. And both Catherine and I are very loud. Very loud. We, we, we had to get separate offices because we just, neither of us could be, we, well, I say, we couldn't be on the phone at the same time. Because yeah. nobody would hear anything. The other people on the other end would hear both conversations. It, it would be bad. So it just said, you know what? You're going in that room. <laughs> so now I, will say, I will say really quick, when I do my art and drawing and stuff, I kind of do it upstairs. So our office is down in the basement and there's one window. And I like to be near natural light for whatever reason when I'm, when I'm drawing or creating stuff like that. And so I go upstairs and... I'm kind of in the kitchen and there's really good light and I get some music going and I'm kind of creating my own little space to create. And Jenny's still down here working. So we do separate sometimes. Oh, of course. Of course. You've got to do that. And especially if you need to be in a zone for something and creativity definitely needs a zone. So Jenny, when are you going to re-implement that monthly meeting that you guys were having? I think like next week we had talked about it. Um, we talked about doing it today. We usually go out to lunch because I find personally that um, getting out of the house removes all of the other distractions. Um, I feel like She's I'm talking not about Max. sitting in my kitchen and like making a plan because there's so many distractions. Um, so we usually go out to lunch, but I think we're going to do that next week. And we, br- we bring Max with us, and he does homework and gets to listen to us talk about business and stuff. And maybe he soaks some of it in. There you go. So then she's talking about Josh. Okay. Any- <laughs> <laughs> so I, I want to switch gears a little bit, and I want to find out what your biggest entrepreneurial disagreement was. And it could be a disagreement, an argument, a fight, a boxing match, a wrestling match, uh, Ninja this Warriors. This is getting more and more violent. I mean, you know, pretty soon it's going to be – where are the WMDs hidden in your house? Uh, I could ask, where are the WMDs hidden? <laughs> <laughs> Go. Um, oftentimes, we don't have big disagreements. We'll have small disagreements. And I usually, if I'm very um, opinionated, I kind of put my foot down and he usually will uh, do whatever I think. Although, you know, if it's something on the creative lines, then I kind of... Sometimes I'll say, fine, do whatever you want. Um, But I can really only think of one big disagreement that we've ever had, and that was with our blog about five years ago. We had someone who approached us and wanted to, um, basically wanted to invest, but they wanted to buy 80% of our business. Ouch. With a $5,000 investment. Ouch, ouch. Um, but with a lot of promises that sounded really great. Um, but in the end, my gut check was, I don't want to do this. I don't want to give up control. This is our thing. This is, And our blog was so personal. Um, I mean, everything. It was about intentional parenting and raising a happy family, but it was about our family. And I didn't feel like I wanted to give up control. Um, and Josh really, really wanted to do it. And the proposal like it sounded really good it just 
I wasn't willing to give up 80% in control of our business. And I kind of said, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And I think he didn't, he didn't talk to me for like a day. He was pretty mad. But, um, after a few days, like, I think he started to see my side more. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't do it. Yeah, we didn't do it. You didn't do it. But I, I don't know, Jenny, I, Somebody else taking over the blog, 80% of the blog. No, not taking it over. Well, taking over over 80% equity. Equity and control of the blog. So whatever you guys were writing. I mean, really, how bad would it be to say that, um, you know, now now that Max has turned nine years old, we think that it's okay if he goes in the backyard and smokes Marlboro cigarettes, the cigarette (laughs) choice of nine-year-olds. I don't think that's so bad. I I don't know. (laughs) So, uh, Josh, in hindsight, was she right? Oh, yeah, totally. Um, I will say, I mean, it didn't really turn out like that we ever really made much money off of that anyway. But, but yeah, I think that she was right. You know, I just heard a, a lot of other stuff that went that went along with it. Um, and some, and yeah, it's a little more in depth than maybe we can get into the whole story. But um, <laughs> it sounded like a it it sounded like a too good to be true kind of thing. And in the end, if they had asked for 40% um, control, I probably would have said yes. But the fact that it was 80%, it just, I couldn't do it. My gut check said no. Well, especially for that little bit of money, 80% for five grand. Eh, yeah, yeah, no, you got to make it much sweeter than that. Add, exactly. add a couple of zeros, maybe we'll talk. Exactly. <laughs> so now, obviously, you, uh, you said that Josh was kind of not talking to him, moping around for a couple of days. So it did carry over. One day, one day. I'm I'm pushing it. Josh, make yourself sound better. (laughs) (laughs) One day sounds better. Okay, a day. Um, How did you get through it? Um, You know, that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. Man. I Uh, think I just kind of, you know, kept telling him, you told me that we didn't have to do this if my gut said no, and my gut says no, and this is why. And I think at some point he had to just realize that um, that was a huge part of the decision. Was It wasn't just financial. It wasn't just logistical. Um, that it was, it was personal. And I think, too, when you think about being an entrepreneur, like so much of what you do does go back to your heart and your gut, right? Absolutely. Um, Especially just, working with your spouse. Yeah. Yeah. And so there comes a point when I think, I mean, I'm still learning these lessons today, but that, that just trusting her and, and that there's more, there's more um, happiness and joy and energy to be passed between one another when your partner knows that you trust them. And so um, I would say – Back then, um, I was really probably starting my mindfulness journey. I mean, and I would say a lot of times, like I go and I do my meditation, or I find, I find a lot of uh, comfort in through hard things when I just sit. And so I would imagine that I did some of that and just kind of just sat with those uncomfortable feelings until they went away. Um. Yeah. Okay. And and uh, Jenny just resolved it by saying. Josh, I'm right. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that, but that, you got to. You, you know, Josh is is right. You've got to get comfortable when you're. You know, even when, even when you can physically prove something, and and this I think is is for our listeners. Even when you can physically prove something, um, 
you know, th- this is what it is. There's physical evidence. You cannot dispute this physical evidence. The other person still has to feel okay about it. Otherwise, the relationship starts to deteriorate. It's like, okay, I, you know, I get that this is black and this is white, but I still don't feel good about admitting to it. And and I think Josh is right. However you get to that point where you're you're both okay with it, that's so important in the relationship and in the business. It is. And and you get the added benefit when you're working with your partner, spouse. Uh, marital equivalent. Marital, yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's uh, our spousal favorite. equivalent. Spousal equivalent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's our a, favorite. That's a, a good one. Uh, you you have that benefit of having another gut to check. That's true. So, and, and we've had that experience as well. Uh, you know, sometimes your gut says no, mine says yes. Sometimes the other way around. And usually, it's the gut that says no that's correct. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, the safer, the safer. So now, tell us about some of the joys you experience being together twenty four seven. Oh, man. Um, Well, I would say one of the things that we're pretty big on is we talk a lot about a very specific set of values on how we want to live our life. And so that we're always clear on what decisions that we make on as far as what we do in business wise or as far as what we do on personal. And so a lot of the things like our, our values line up really well around money and travel and adventure kinds of things. Um, and so I think that helps us because any time that we're faced with a decision, we pretty much know what the other one would say. Um, and that comes from spending so much time with one another and, again, like having those values line up. Um, and so I think that what that has done is in our life has led us to a lot of really, really fun and amazing experiences that I don't think that either of, of us would have um, stumbled into if we weren't together. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also um, working together, parenting together, living together, traveling together, um, because we almost always travel together. You know, even if he's going somewhere to do a workshop, I will still travel with him and hang out at the beach while he's at the workshop or whatever. Um, I think that it really that strengthens our relationship. Um, even though I know a lot of people always say to us, Oh, I don't know how, like I could never be with my husband 24 hours a day when he would make me crazy. Um, but I think that we've really gotten used to each other's, um, company. And I think that working together on all aspects of our life really helps us feel like more of a team because we're really on, we're, we're a team in everything that we do, whether it's parenting or, um, you know, groceries or work, um, everything. So there are so many outsiders that, you know, I don't understand how you do it. I don't, I don't see how you could make this work. Um, I would personally kill my wife, my husband, whatever. (laughs) Could you even imagine not for the sake of corporate jobs, you know, for the sake of corporate jobs, but could you even imagine the two of you working two separate jobs in separate places during the day. No way. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah, that nope. just doesn't work. Nope. <laughs> once you, once you've done it, you know you. It, once you've done it and you find that it works, you don't go back. Because we've met people where it doesn't work. Right. And they do go back. And they do go back. Sad, sad life. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> tell us a yeah. couple of things that you guys do to separate your business from your personal time. 
Well, we do try, um, our girls get home from school about four o'clock. So typically on a typical day, we will like remove ourselves from our computers for the duration of the evening or at least um, until they're back in bed. Um, and our computers are downstairs in the basement and there's really nothing else down here except kids' school desks. So I think that makes it easy because if our computer was in the living room, it would be really easy to pop down and sit down at the computer all the time. Um, so I think that helps. And then we also, um, like we try to schedule date nights at least once a month. Um, and we, we try to coordinate um, when we're not going to work in the evenings because we do work some evenings after our kids in, are in bed. So if I have a project that I need to get done, then he will sit down and work also. That way when I don't have a project, then we can spend time together instead of I work on Tuesday, he works on Wednesday, I work on Thursday, etc. We also don't um, do a lot of... Uh... Like, we try and do, like, unplugged time and stuff like that. And so we're – I know I have my phone upstairs just for music normally, but I try not to be on it after the kids are home from school, um, things like that. I think it's really easy to get sucked into feeling like you're doing constructive work and answering emails really quick and all that stuff. But then you just get sucked in and an hour has gone and you realize that you haven't done anything but stare at your phone. Um, and so I think having those being more intentional in the way that we use the electronics like that and not just our computers helps. Um, also, we don't we don't watch TV on the evenings anymore except on the weekend. So um, we really don't watch much TV anyway, but there's a few shows we enjoy. And so we only watch them on the weekends. Um, and so that's helped us during the during the week to just get more uh time together after the kids go to bed that's more focused on just talking to each other because even though we do work um together and live together and spend so much time together there's still uh you want to just be able to to know that your partner is going to be there to listen and support you and to and that they that we care about one another and what what's going on in our brains you know sure sure that that, that is um unplugged i think is the big key there my, my boards aren't coming out but just I, I'm trying to imagine having the computer turned off and the phone away from me I don't know but it we feels do weird at first it, yeah but we really. do unplug so yeah. oh, we are tv watchers so we'll admit that we're tv watchers but we don't have the kids or we don't have any kids or anything like that so that's fine for us but um I think it's a two plugged in society Every yeah. it, when you cannot walk down the block without bumping into 10 people because you're on your phone texting, you need to get a little unplugged. <clears throat> Either your parents need to throw that phone away or your spouse or significant other, because I see a lot of older people doing it too, needs to toss that phone away. But it's fun watching them walk into telephone poles and stuff. That, that, that that's, is, that's enjoyment to that's me. That's an entertainment value right there that you can't <laughs> yeah. buy. Yeah. So, so tell us what books you have read, business books you've read that you could recommend to our listeners. Oh, man. Uh, one of my favorite books ever is a book uh, called The Power of Starting Something Stupid. Um, <laughs> I like that title. Yeah. And uh, it's actually by a, uh, a friend of ours. His name is Richie Norton. He actually lives in uh, outside of Phoenix, so close to you. Um, anyway, 
But uh, it is. It's all about just not living a life of regrets and being very intentional with the time that you spend living and that stupid ideas are the ones that change the world. Um, and so I think that that book is one, as far as business book-wise, that I've read two or three times and I constantly find myself going back to it just to review certain chapters. Um, I would also say there's a book called Love Marks. Um I read it a very long time ago, maybe like seven or eight years ago. Um, but it's all about creating a company, um, like how to create fiercely loyal clients and customers, essentially. Um, so it has a lot of case studies and stuff in it. Um, but that's definitely something with all of our businesses, but especially so the greeting card company that's the newest thing we're working on is that we always try to create an, an experience and a product um, and a brand that makes customers fiercely loyal. Get raging fans. Raging exactly. fans. That's number one. That's what you need. Uh, now, if you can give our listeners just one piece of advice, what would it be? Oh, man, that's tough. <laughs> it's tough that one piece of advice or yeah, only one. one. Yeah, only one is tough. I would say um, that if you have an idea that keeps coming up again and again and it won't leave you alone, that there's probably a reason for that and you really need to find a way to make it work. That's some great advice. Or, or at least try, yeah. And I, I think for your listeners, I mean, being that, you know, it's people who are partners and living together and working together. I would say that um, share those ideas with with your significant other, right? And and talk about them and figure out how you can work together to make that idea happen. Excellent. And we're going to now... Um, no, we're not taking a break. We're not? One piece of advice. And then I do this question. And then over here, you see... Oh, no, I wasn't taking a break. I was switching it up to, to the fun part. Oh, okay, go ahead. Keep talking. No, you go ahead. I don't want to now. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> this is the fun round. Mean woman. You're a mean, <laughs> mean wife. Really? No, You want to really. go there <laughs> on the podcast? Because then I could bring that up in court, you know. <laughs> it's recorded. But you see, Your Honor. It's on the internet, so this it must be true. This is the reason why. <laughs> All right, guys. What is your favorite meal to cook together as a family or just as the two of you? Or what is your favorite meal at your favorite restaurant? Ooh, that's tough. What do we like to cook? It changes all the time. We go through phases. Like right now, it's stir fry. Yeah, we were in Cancun a few weeks ago, which I know sounds ridiculous, but we were at a resort and every day at lunch they had this stir fry, which was fantastic. And then we came home and I said, we have to figure out how to make that. So we went and bought all the things and we've been making stir fry like twice a week. Why does it sound ridiculous that you were in Cancun? Now that they had no, stir fry. Because the, the stir fry was my favorite. Oh, 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 oh. Now right? I got like it. That I was in Cancun, and the thing that I wanted to eat every day was stir fry. Oh, I just wanted the Mayan coffee. <laughs> yeah, that, that stuff's good. That stuff's good. And last question, red, white, or beer? White. Yeah, I would say white, too, yeah. You don't drink wine. Oh, I don't drink at all. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't understand the question. Oh my gosh! Red, white, or beer? Yeah. Okay. The the Gosh, or beer at the end is smoothies. 
Green smoothies. It's it's the or beer at the end that you know that's supposed to be the hint. Because if I just say red or white, people just pick a color. But uh, high C, high C. Yeah, I, I, I knew I got what you were throwing down. Thank you, Jenny, for being right on track with me. So green we smoothies. so we have green smoothies and we have white wine. Beautiful. And we're going to just take a pause here for a, to for a, uh, break. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. For a break, let's hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. We know you love audio. Why else would you be listening to this podcast? Through audible.com, together 24-7 listeners can get a free audiobook. That's a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from. Just go to www.audibletrial.com slash together. Again, the website is www.audibletrial.com slash together. Listeners, you have a business. You need a website. There are a million choices out there, so where do you turn? Well, HostGator.com has one-click WordPress installs, or you can use their drag-and-drop website builder. They also have service and support available around the clock every day of the year, so you know you're in good hands. They already have low prices, and now HostGator.com has taken it a step further for our listeners. Use promo code TOGETHER247 to get 25% off their hosting services. Don't wait. Hit pause now and sign up at HostGator.com, unless you're driving. Then wait till you get where you're going. Remember, use promo code TOGETHER247 to get an additional 25% off at HostGator.com. Jenny for our pet peeves section has Yay, a re- pet peeves has a really it, it's it's the pet peeve of every spouse out there. There is one spouse that's got this one, and the other spouse is the is the target of said pet peeve. So Jenny, let us know what is what is your pet peeve today? Okay, so I do almost all of the grocery shopping. I go once a week, but every now and again I get really busy and I don't go. And Josh is so sweet and he says, I'll go to the grocery store so you don't have to. And I kind of look at him and I say, okay, I put everything on the list. Here's the list. And inevitably he comes home and he kind of has this guilty smile and he's like, look at all these amazing things I found at Costco that weren't on your list. That's it. It's Costco. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. Well, you sample it and you have to buy it. So, you know, and with Costco, like that adds up really fast if you come up, come home with seven things that weren't on the list. Um, So really that's my pet peeve because I stick to, you know, very specific brands and sizes and everything. When I go to the grocery store, I pay attention to how much things cost and he'll come home and say, look at all these great things. And I'm like, how much did that cost? And he's like, I don't know. (laughs) In my defense, the last time I went to Costco, I did really, really badly want to buy that stand-up paddleboard that they had. (laughs) And I did not. So, well, that's good. Oh, that's only because it wouldn't fit in the car. Yeah, probably it would have fit on top of the minivan. Yes, we already have the racks and everything. <laughs> not, not that you took the tape measure out or anything. <laughs> that's okay. I have to steer Barry clear of the big TVs as soon as you walk in uh, each and every time. So, yeah, they're so bright. I know. I but, know. But you know, they begin to dislike us at Costco because we could actually go in there and get out for under ten dollars. We can. Wow. I learned that from my mother-in-law. Oh yeah. Yeah, I can't do that. We have three kids, so uh, we have to buy organic vegetables in bulk. <laughs> we buy all organic. Yeah. Absolutely. But, it, but it, see, Costco is so close for us. It's only five miles away. It's a five-minute uh-huh. drive. So we just go there. Oh, what do you want for dinner tonight? Let's just get a Costco chicken. Yeah. 
things like that. See, I get one of those once a week, but I've got to drive 30 minutes to get to my Costco. There, there's the difference. And in, and in Josh's defense, those little old ladies are really pushy. And personally, I think they're sending subliminal messages as they're handing you your little piece of sample food. Yeah. Oh, I agree. The sample queens. Yes, yeah. I avoid the samples. I just keep going. I believe that they are sending you subliminal. Me- they they hand it to you, and you're in good mental range, and they're sending you a message to buy it. <laughs> Otherwise, why would you buy them? It's their I, fault. I yes. just had a brilliant strategic partnership idea. Okay. <laughs> Costco and the Girl Scouts. Oh. You put those little Girl Scouts in the store with their samples. Ooh. Wow, yeah. Over if, the top. Or if the Girl Scouts gave out samples, that would be really good. Yeah. All right. That's our brilliant business idea for the day. That's a good one. Josh Josh and Jenny had a good idea, honey. That's Josh and Jenny, thank you so much for, for being on our show. Hello Happiness Card Co. is the name of their company. We're going to have, and uh, they also do the photography stuff, adventurestories.co, weddings and family portraits. All of this information will be on the uh, show notes page so you can get in touch with them and find out a little bit more about their cards. They're really cute. I like them. I, I saw them online. They are. They're very cute. Thank and, you. And guys, thank you so much for being on our show with us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, this thanks. was fun. Good. Glad you enjoyed it. And to everyone out there listening, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. We want to thank you again for listening. Be sure to go to iTunes to subscribe to our podcast, rate it, and review it. And if you have any suggestions, just email us directly, together at together247.net. Check us out on our website at together247.net slash resources for some great ideas, resources, and offers for your business. And don't forget to click on our sponsors' links as well. Do you own a business with your sweetheart? We'd love to hear from you. Email us at guests at together247.net. And don't forget, we have a new episode every Monday and every Thursday. So go ahead and subscribe and keep on listening.